Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to the Boneyard with Steve Robertson. As always, I am your good friend and host, Steve Robertson, here bright and early, I guess really in the wee hours of the morning on uh, Wednesday, the hump day edition of the yard. Hope you guys are well wherever you are today. Uh, your boy is tired, I'm not going to lie. I- I'm tired. It's uh, it's about 2 a.m. and I uh, got up around 7, not by an alarm clock. It's one of those crazy things when you say, you know what, I'd like to sleep late and then somebody moves around the house and the dogs get the barking and you can't get back to sleep. Well, it's also been another snow day and so we can't go to town. So I spent the day you know, calling offensive line prospects and uh, just trying to get some information for you guys. So let me just kind of backtrack here for a second. So on Saturday, you know, we went to the um, Border Wars 707 tournament sponsored by the Southern Express. It was a great day, but it was a long drive over to Alabaster, Alabama, and back. And uh, I rode with Gene Swindoll, who is a, um, shall we say, uh, an individual that is somewhat driving challenged. And uh, interestingly enough, uh, his wife has this new car that has these uh, all these buzzers and whistles and things like that. And multiple times on the trip, the car gave him a warning that says, perhaps it's time for the driver to stop and rest. A little coffee cup thing pops up there. And so now I have scientific proof of his poor driving. But uh, Gene's a good guy. I appreciate all he does for me and all he's done for the uh, Mississippi State family for years and years and years. Gene's page is an institution. And so uh, on Monday, we had, uh, I wrote five stories Monday. I wrote five on Tuesday. I have already written four. And by the time I write this one up for the Boneyard, it'll be five. So it'll be 15 stories in three days. And so I'm, I'm probably just going to take some time off tomorrow and rest. I'm, who am I kidding? I won't rest. I'll be on the message boards all day over on Gene's page. And I've got some poetry stuff to finish up. Got to get that book finished up by the end of this month. And so, uh, yeah, there's a lot going on. I'm also healing from a uh, recent trip to the tattoo parlor on Sunday. And so I'm kind of limping around here a little bit. Had some more work done on a Motley Crue leg sleeve. Still got to go back for one more session. I'll be done with that, and then we'll start on the other leg, right? Why not? So, uh, yeah, it's been been a busy week. I don't know the last time that I've really had some time off, but... um, you know, that's the job that we do, and I share with some of these younger guys that get into the industry a few things, some interesting um, issues I think I need to kind of embrace. The first thing is, in order to be good as a recruiting analyst, because there are some people out there that write recruiting stories, okay, and they just sit at home and they call kids, and then there are those of us that go to high school football games and go to camps and go to 707s, and so you do a little more analysis and you do more evaluation. And uh, what I have learned through all of that, and I give Scott Kennedy a lot of credit for this. Scott was a guy that kind of mentored me early in my career as a recruiting analyst. Is that, you know, when you're the good news guy, everybody loves you. When you're the guy that shows up on their team's message board and saying, hey, this kid's liking your school and I think it's going to go your way, everybody loves you. When you become the eval guy, 
when you are the guy that starts offering your opinion and start ranking players and all of a sudden you're a moron. you got no idea what's going on. You know, who are you? I think the only job that's probably less popular in the recruiting industry than the eval guy is the message board moderator. Yeah, I mean, those are two things right there that people can never seem to agree on. Your evaluations are awful, and why did you delete my post when I called this guy, you know, a moron? And, and uh, you know, it's so funny. People say, well, you know, what about freedom of speech? Well, you know, maybe you need to go back and take a civics class because, uh, you know, the, the constitutional right of freedom of speech is about government. It's about the government can't abridge your speech. Uh, you come over on our message boards and you start taking personal shots at people, we're going to delete it. So uh, that's kind of how things go. But uh, those are two things I think are important to understand. But also, too, you know, I don't know how, you know, with all the hours that it takes to do this job, and certainly I work a lot more than most. I'm a bit of a workaholic. I, I don't know how you bring somebody into your life. When, when you think about all the demands, it's one thing Paul Jones and I have talked about, you know, since the merger, you know, now you can kind of go to dinner and not have to check your phone. Because when I was with Scout.com and Paul's 247, you know, there's always the threat of getting beat on a commitment. And so and you never know nowadays with these young people with uh, Twitter, you know, that they don't always have some formal announcement like they did years ago where you'd go to the high school and wait and, you know, that sort of stuff. Nowadays with social media, these guys just go ahead and put it out there. And you could be, uh, you know, right in the middle of your appetizer and all of a sudden a four-star kid commits to your school and you get beat by the competition. So it's been nice not having to worry about that. You know, we've got this mega site now where, um, you know, two Mississippi State sites merged, pardon me. And, uh, you know, so we kind of have each other's backs. And that's one thing I think for tomorrow, you know, I looked at our schedule. And if you are a jeans pager – you're in for a big day tomorrow. I think, if I'm not mistaken, we've already got a dozen stories already loaded up. A dozen. Think about that. A dozen. We had 15 on Monday, and I believe 13 on Tuesday, and we've already got a dozen lined up for Wednesday. And so some of those will be free. Some of those will be VIP. If you're not a VIP member, you should be. But if you're just you know, one of these people that wants to kind of keep up with what's going on, we've got a lot of free content as well. So my hope is tomorrow that everybody on our team can get a little downtime you know, we've already done the work, and everybody's worked hard this week to kind of load up Wednesday. So my hope is that everybody can kind of get out and uh, watch it rain or shoot around, watch some Netflix or shoot some pool or whatever. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it is a grinder at times for sure. And uh, it, it, I, don't, I won't say it ever gets to me because I do love what we do and I have such a passion for what we do. But for somebody just kind of coming into this, you know, because when it started with me, you know, years ago, you know, I wrote a weekly column, one column a week. Well, then I got into recruiting coverage, and then I saw what everybody else is doing, and they were doing like one recruiting story a day. So I started doing three a day. And for a while there, I let Scout.com, I think seven straight months with number of stories written. It was over 100 every month. And a lot of it was because I was trying to prove myself. And so when young guys get in, you know, it's difficult to kind of you know, write with credibility. You don't have a lot of sources. You depend so much on the kids themselves or their parents or coaches uh, to kind of tell you things, and they don't always know what's really going on in their recruitment. You would think they would, but they don't always know that. They don't know if a school's going to take them or not until they get ready to commit. And so you may be out there saying, you know what, hey, this kid loves Mississippi State, and then you find out when he gets ready to commit that 
Mississippi State didn't take them. Now, all of a sudden, you've kind of got that thing hanging out there where you've told people this is what's going to happen, and it doesn't happen. And it still happens to us like that. That's part of the joy of covering recruiting. You know, sometimes you think you've got it all figured out and things change. I mean, how many times have we talked about, you know, defensive backs in this class being a part of the Mississippi State family? I mean, we end up dropping Brendan Tolles. Uh, you, you know, you end up uh, moving away from Mazo Williams. And then uh, you end up signing one DB on uh, National Signing Day and you come back late and sign Jay Hampton. And so that's a bit of a curveball too. And so I don't think people expect us to know those things when they happen, but we want to know them. We take a lot of pride and having information that other people don't. And so uh, those are some things we'll talk about a little bit later in the show. But uh, it is a lot of work. It is a fun job, but it is still a job. And uh, we take a lot of pride in what we do. And so, again, if you're not a Jeans Page subscriber, let me encourage you to get over there. My hope, too, is that for all of you, that with all of this winter weather that we're having here, it's unseasonable winter weather for us, that uh, you guys are getting some time with family. And uh, maybe it's not so you know, stressful or tenuous because perhaps uh, you were able to prepare a little bit. But, uh, you know, there are a lot of people, you know, kind of west of us that are really suffering. And uh, we'll get into some of that, too. It's, it's like, you know, what we've seen in, in Texas. I mean, there's millions of people in the state of Texas are without power. And then, you know, we're planning to go out there and play a couple of baseball games. And uh, you look at that sometimes and you think, okay, what's the right thing to do here? I don't envy the people making those decisions but, um, you know, as bad as it is for us, many of us can't go to work. Many of us can't leave home. And it just seems like we've just began to develop a routine again where we can kind of get out and go do some things. And now here we are again kind of uh, being recluses and uh, locked in our homes. I don't really mind it so much. I don't really mind being home that much. But what I do miss is being able to get in the car and just drive the town and go get some tacos if I want to. And, uh, you know, now I can't do that. And so it's... Uh, it's a big deal, but, you know, our inconvenience is uh, kind of pale in comparison to what some other people are really dealing with out there. And so if you're one of those people that are without power and, you know, struggling to find heat and comfort and that sort of stuff for you and your family, my heart goes out to you. I really do. It, I, I feel really, really ungrateful at times when I think about, man, I wish I could go do this. I wish we'd go do this. And I think about some other people out there can't even live a normal life because you know, they don't have power. And so... My hope is maybe you're listening to the show today. Maybe we can kind of give you a little bit of escape from all of that. If you're looking to escape and have a great dinner or lunch or brunch or afternoon meal, look no further than Bulldog Burger Company. Two great locations to serve you right here on University Drive in Start Vegas and on Gloucester Street there in Tupelo. I love Bulldog Burger. You will as well. Go by and let them take care of you. Listen, they're part of a great family of restaurants that have solved the Golden Triangle many, many, many years. They know exactly what they're doing when it comes to feeding folks. Go by, let them take care of you. Have the spring rolls. That's the best way to open up the meal. Get the spring rolls. I can't recommend that highly enough. And then get yourself a great restaurant-quality hamburger, and it'll make you feel better about life. And maybe you're not looking for a hamburger. Maybe you're looking for a chicken sandwich. Well, they got the sweet heat chicken sandwich. They got the BLT salad. So if you're not in the mood for a burger, mom, dad, you can bring the kids. They can get those great trays with those wonderful French fries. And uh, you can eat something that perhaps is a little more health conscious. But uh, a lot of options for you there at Bulldog Burger Company. Bulldog Burger Company, the place where people go to meet. M-E-A-T. I touched on it a little bit in our opening, but uh, you guys are well aware by now that Mississippi State's appearance this weekend in the Global Life Baseball Challenge there in Arlington, Texas, 
has been pushed back a day. It was originally scheduled for a Friday, Saturday, Sunday deal. It is now a Saturday, Sunday, Monday deal. Now, there is still some more winter weather on the way. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you these decisions are final. You know, until our players get on a plane, say, Friday or so, there's no guarantee we're going to play. And one of the things that I worry about and wonder about is how difficult is it going to be for us to get there? That's what I worry about. You know, the, the team will fly over, and they've got a lot of safety precautions, and they'll get those guys in and out. So, uh, I, But our fans, you know, aren't quite so lucky. Many of you are going to be driving in. That's kind of our plan. We're going to make a decision later today on whether we want to go or not. We, we definitely want to go. But Mike Nemeth and I have talked about, you know, it may be a situation where, you know, you look at Louisiana and you look at having to get on I-20, and they're, they're facing some winter weather perhaps a little bit worse than ours. You know, what happens if I-20 becomes uh, impassable? We can't get there. Well, thankfully, due to some technology, we could always stream the game. And then we can have the Zoom prep post-game press conference with Chris Lamonis and still provide you guys with a little bit of coverage. But at the end of the day, we really want to be there. You know, we, we have not seen a Mississippi State baseball game now in, uh, what, nine months? Eight, no, 11 months, I guess. Almost 11 months. And so we know what baseball means to you. So we want to be able to cover that and share with you guys, you know, some, some things perhaps you're not privy to. And so a lot of times you, you get that by being on site. And uh, we've got some difficult decisions to make, as does John Cohen and, and the organizers of the tournament. Now, I'm told the Texas Rangers really want to th- see this thing go off. And you know as well as I do, all those MLB scouts would love to see six top ten teams right there together. A lot of great baseball is going to be played. I like our SEC teams that are going. I, I know many people say, well, you know, Steve – you can't win with Ole Miss people, and that's true. I don't know how many times on this show I have t- shared with you guys, Ole Miss is going to be really good this year. They are going to be really good. And probably the difference in them being really good and being great is going to be pitching. If the pitching comes around, they got a chance to be really good. And uh, I had some people point out to me that uh, some Ole Miss people were upset with me because I said their pitching was a question mark. And uh, the, the fact that you don't appreciate that says you don't know a lot about college baseball. You know, Doug Nikhazy is a stud. There's no doubt about that. And you look at, uh, you know, Gunnar Hogland. He's a guy that was a first-round draft pick, elected to come to school. Guys, in two years, he has two SEC wins. Two. He had nine SEC starts, and he won two games. So don't sit here and talk to me like he's Sandy Koufax. I mean, this is a guy that is still largely unproven against SEC competition. Now, the rest of that story is, is that Mississippi State's entire weekend rotation doesn't have SEC starts. And so while we feel really good about them and we feel good about the fact that, um, you know, they've got a lot of people that have talked, uh, you know, well about them in draft circles, but outside of Eric Sarantola, you don't have these guys that have SEC experience. You know, Sarantola's pitched some, but let's be honest. I mean, he hadn't always been able to land that breaking ball and then people sit, sit on a fastball and sometimes it's a long day. We expect him to have a much better year this year. But that's going to be the difference in who wins the West more times than not is going to be the guys that can go out there and pitch and catch. And so, I, But I like our, our teams, and I think Arkansas is a little bit undervalued this year. I mean, I, I think they're going to hit the baseball really, really well. I, I really do. And, and their stadium is kind of built for them. You kind of recruit for that park. And so how will we handle things in the bigger ballpark at Arlington? Will it be a little different deal for us? I mean, certainly for Ole Miss it will be, and probably so for Arkansas. A lot of those balls that might carry out of your stadium uh, might be warning track shots at Global Life Park, and, and that's okay. But I, I think that we are going to go out there as a unit, as an SEC 
you know, trio and probably do really well. Uh, that's just kind of how I feel today. Now, I know te- a lot of people are excited about Texas. And listen, TCU is always, 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 always in the mix. Always. And then you look at Timmy Tadlock's team there at uh, Texas Tech. I mean, they're, they're generally one of the better offenses in the country. And so it's going to be a great weekend if we can pull it off. Now, what happens if uh, this winter weather comes storming through on Wednesday and Thursday and kind of lingers on? You know, I think then organizers of the event have to kind of consider, okay, well, what do we do? Well, then you've got six teams out there that need somebody to play. You know, could Mississippi State come home and pick up somebody, maybe like a North Carolina that's looking for somebody to play? Uh, yeah, that's, that's always a potential. There's some other teams out there that have had their, uh, their weekend series canceled due to COVID. So there are, there are opponents out there that we could play, and perhaps we play here. I don't know. But I, even though they have announced this thing has been pushed back a day, I don't know that we're completely out of the woods. And I know that's not what you want to hear, but I'm not here just to entertain you and to look cute. I want to make sure that I share with you the real possibilities of this thing. I know many of you have already bought tickets and you've got hotel rooms lined up. We have done the same thing as far as hotel rooms. And, uh, you know, we're kind of get, we're up against it right now. You know, we're really up against it. And, and uh, one of the things that I think about, too, is a lot of people out there that are kind of fleeing the hotels you know, to have somewhere to stay until this mess kind of passes over. There are many people out there without power that are looking to go to hotels. And I had a couple of people that I know that booked hotel rooms, and they've reached out and found out that their hotels don't have power right now. And so those are things that you consider too. And so I know how important this series is for us. I know how important it is for Ole Miss, Arkansas, TCU, Texas, and Texas Tech. But there are bigger problems in the world at times, and especially things like that. And I think when people are suffering – um, those are things you have to consider. And I know some people are saying, you know what, Steve, well, maybe they could use a good distraction, and you're probably right. But I think we also have to consider the safety of our players and the safety of our fans and the safety of our baseball families that are looking to make that trip. Because, listen, we're all determined to get there, right? And uh, as I told Mike Nemeth, I don't want to put our lives in, in jeopardy. And even if it's not that serious, you know, we're riding over there in Mike's car, what if we slot off the road or somebody hits us and then there's the whole inconvenience of – you know, getting your car towed and fixed and renting a car and getting back, and there's no guarantee uh, when you rent that car that you're going to be able to get back either way. Anyway, and so those are the things that we're considering. I think many of you probably feel the same way. I want to be there. I absolutely do. But I'm also not going to put myself at risk if, uh, if this winter storm thing goes through Wednesday and Thursday like many people are expecting. Uh, you know, we'll have to make a decision sooner rather than later. And, and those are the things that kind of keep me up at night. You know, what are we going to do about this? You know, we can provide quality coverage from here, but it won't be as exemplary as we'd like for it to be just because of the fact that we're not there. We want to be there. Now, then people say, well, Steve, what does this mean for uh, the Tuesday-Wednesday stuff? You know, at this point, it's all play it by ear. You know, it could be a situation where if you play, you know, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and you got to turn around and play on Tuesday, Wednesday. Now, let's be honest. It's not going to tax your pitchers that much because of the fact that uh, you're probably not going to throw any front-line guys those midweek games anyway. What I worry more about is, let's say, for an example, you, you, know, you throw your Sunday guy, which is, uh, you know, Sarantola, and then on Monday, and he's got to throw his second start on, you know, a short day, one-day short rest. And so those are the things you think about with your pitching group. You know, I know they're going to be on a pitch count early in the year. And, you know, Chris Lamontis and Scott Fox all do a tremendous job managing the pitchers and keeping those guys healthy as best they can. 
but uh, I, I don't I don't have me, any information for you about those midweek games next week just yet. Do we move Tuesday's game to Wednesday and have a doubleheader? I don't know. I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with us not playing in Arlington and coming up here and playing, uh, you know, the Mississippi School of Math and Sciences. It doesn't make any difference to me. I just want to see some baseball. But, uh, again, I don't think we're completely out of the woods. And call that an educated guess. But, uh, again, I know the Rangers really want to make this thing happen, and they're going to do everything they can to do it. But uh, for those of you that are making the trip out there, and I know most of you are so incredibly determined to get there, please be careful. Please be careful. We're going to play a lot of baseball games this year, and so if you have to kind of pull the plug on this one, you know, we're going to have some spring and summer weather here sooner rather than later. I know it didn't feel that way today. It feels like that we're in the middle of the Empire Strikes Back, the uh, wearing our Hoth gear and riding a Tauntaun around. But uh, this, is a, this is a temporary situation. So let's not put ourselves in a permanent situation from a risk standpoint over a temporary weather issue. And so just be smart. Uh, don't put yourself at risk and don't think about, you know, you know, kind of forcing your way through this thing because I know, I know how it is. We're so desperate to have some baseball. We're thinking, I will make it. I will figure it out. I just don't know how I feel about that, to be honest with you. And so everybody's got to make their own decision. And, uh, again, as we get into Friday, we'll have a better idea whether Mike Nemeth and I make the trip or not. But we'll have a preview on Friday of the weekend. And uh, we'll begin to kind of break some things down. And I cannot begin to imagine uh, – you know, playing cold weather baseball, that's the thing about Arlington that makes it really cool with that retractable roof is it, it's going to be about 70 degrees in there. Uh, so it should be good baseball. You know, it won't be impacted by the elements. So we ought to be able to go out there and, and, and do a good job and feel pretty good about our team. I'm just ready to see some uh, some runs. You know what I'm saying? It, it seems like it's been forever. And I know a lot of our desire to get there is so motivated by the fact that we had so much taken from us last year. We want to recapture as much of that as we can. And on top of that, many Mississippi State fans have shared with me, you know, Steve, this might be my only chance to go see the Bulldogs play this year due to the restriction on tickets. And so, you know, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there from come hell or high water. And listen, I get it. I completely understand that. And uh, there are some people, too, that are so quick to blame the university. That's, that's one thing I don't fully appreciate. I don't, I don't fully understand that. It's like no matter what happens, we want to blame Mississippi State first. I don't, I don't understand why we do that. You know, the attendance for State, Ole Miss, Southern, and everybody else is based on the percentages set by the Mississippi Department of Health. They're the ones that set the guidelines for all this. It's not like John Cohen and um, – Keith Carter got together and say, you know what, let's see if we can inconvenience our fans as much as possible and let's pick this arbitrary percentage. That's just not how it worked. I can I can assure you that everybody at Ole Miss, Southern Miss, Mississippi State, Jackson State, Alcorn, they want everybody that can attend a baseball game to attend a baseball game. That's what they want. But when they put restrictions on us, there are some difficult decisions that have to be made. And everybody feels like, you know what, I'm being personally targeted here. I've had, I had a good friend of mine reach out and said, you know, Steve, I've had season tickets for 20-plus years, and I'm out this year, and I don't think it's fair. And you know what? I sympathize with that. But I also understand, too, there are other people out there that probably have paid more to the Bulldog Club. And so we, if we would take you in favor of them, what's their incentive to continue to give money to Bulldog Club? And so no matter what we do, somebody's going to be inconvenienced and somebody's going to be mad. 
we're in the middle of a global pandemic. We're doing the best we can. And, and let's not forget, we didn't get SEC baseball last year. Let's hope we can get it in this year and not have any issues with all that stuff. And so look forward to kind of getting that resolved. And um, I'm eager to see what happens here in the next 48 hours. I think I think that's going to be the rub in the whole thing. That's going to figure – that's going to let you know if we're going to play or if we're not or if we uh, do something different. I'm in favor of doing something different, to be honest with you, as much as I want to be there and as much as I want to see us play – three top ten teams and making an early statement and show the nation that we are uh, we're ready to compete for a national championship. It's time for today's top ten list brought to you by Dr. Robert Yarber of the ENT Physicians of North Mississippi. That's ear, nose, and throat. Listen, this time of year especially with the, you know, with the drier air and all the sinus problems that you're going to have, all that's going to be aggravated. And who knows how this winter weather is going to affect us. And a lot of people are uh, kind of hemmed up and you know, having to force to get out in the elements. But, uh, you know, listen, it's time for you to have some relief. Many of you just kind of treat the symptoms rather than deal with the, the true issue here. That's what Dr. Robert Yarbrick can do for you. He can get down to the nitty-gritty of this thing and put those sinus headaches behind you once and for all. Go by and check it out. There's a lot of pressure pain you know, around your eyes and there's chronic stopped-up nose. There's just simply no point in having to live that way. Give Dr. Yarber a call and let them diagnose your issue. Their phone number is 662-844-6513. Again, that's 662-844-6513. Two locations to serve you right here in Starkville on 910 Stark Road and then in Tupelo at 618 Pegram Drive. Again, that's Dr. Robert Yarborough with the ENT Physicians of North Mississippi at 662-844-6513. All right, so friend of the show, Chris Moore, reached out and uh, had a couple of ideas for top 10 lists. We're going to use one of those today. I am confident that both of those are repeats. But I talked to Roy, and we decided to do the Black Crows again anyway. I I think we've done that one. I'm not exactly sure. Roy couldn't remember. I think we have because the Black Crows is one of my favorite bands. But they're such a great American band. Doesn't it help? What's it hurt to do it again, right? So... Here are my top 10, and before I get to those, let me share with you, Hard to Handle is not on the list. Okay, Hard to Handle is a cover song, and uh, it's a cover of an Otis Redding song, and the original is great, the cover is even better. And I remember where I was when I bought this album, Shake Your Moneymaker, which is a phenomenal debut album. I was working in radio at the time at a radio station in my hometown called WCJU, and we used to get these, uh, these, you know, these discs in, you know, once a week. I can't remember the name of the company that used to send them to us, but uh, there was these discs that would come in and have all of the new singles or in advance of the new singles coming out. And uh, I was a program director, and so you listen to all this stuff. And the very first time I heard the Black Crows, I was like, oh, my gosh, these guys are so phenomenal. I went out and bought the whole album uh, that very day and uh, loved every track on it. But Hard to Handle didn't make the list, even though it's one of the most recognizable Black Crows songs. They didn't write it. And so I didn't use it. Two more that didn't make the list, uh, Bad Luck, Blue Eyes, Goodbye, kind of a sad, somber, uh, lover's lament type song. And then one that's kind of a little bit up-tempo, Sting Me, Won't You Sting Me. But here's the top ten. Number ten, another up-tempo song, and it makes sense with the title. It's Go Faster. Number nine, Blackberry. If I'm not mistaken, that's on uh, Three Snakes and One Charm, which is kind of an underappreciated album. Number eight, Only a Fool Would Let You Go. 
and I would know. Great tune. Love it. Love the, uh, love the blues elements in that one. Number seven, off the Southern Harmony and a Musical Companion, it's uh, Remedy. I need some remedy. I remember watching them perform this on the MTV Video Music Awards, and uh, Chris Robinson had those incredible bell-bottom pants with the marijuana leaves at the side that caused such controversy. There were so many people that were upset about that. You know, nowadays people walk around with marijuana leaves as jewelry. You know, it's just it's a different day and time. I'm not in any way, uh, you know, a proponent for any of that, and I'm not trying to tell you what you know how to feel or whatever. But uh, I remember when Chris wore those pants, it was, it was national news. And there were so many people that were upset about that. But I think that's how Chris was, though. I mean, Chris has always been, uh, you know, very much in favor of the uh, legalized marijuana lobby. And, and uh, he was probably one of the first advocates in the music industry that really went public with his uh, stance on that. Number six, stop kicking my heart around. If I'm not mistaken, that was the, uh, the first single on the album by your side I'm almost positive that was and uh what's interesting about that is i had seen black crows a couple of years earlier in lafayette louisiana with government mule it's one of the best shows i ever went to and it was a theater event where everybody had a seat a cushion seat which made it kind of cool you couldn't get up and move around but it was kind of cool because you could see the black crows absolutely just destroyed the stage well a couple of years later i was getting ready to go see him on this tour and uh, a good buddy of mine I went down to Thibodeau, Louisiana, got in his rig, and we're driving down there. And then all of a sudden, I realized he has gone the wrong way on Highway 90. We weren't going towards New Orleans. We were going towards Morgan City, and we missed the show. And then the next thing you know, the Black Crows broke up. I still haven't forgiven him for that. Still got my ticket. It's tucked into my CD uh, case, too. Bought that, C- that, that ticket and didn't get to use it. It stinks. I can't even remember who was opening up, but it, I was so jazzed for the show. We didn't get to go. Number five, and this is one. This is a, this is an annual tradition for me. I, I I link this song on my Facebook page every year, the Friday before Easter, for Good Friday. And uh, if I remember correctly, this song was written about Kate Hudson. I believe that's correct. You know, it's like because uh, one day, someday soon you'll have a new boy to sing you songs. I will not forgive you. Nor will I forget, I will see you on Good Friday. I think I messed that up. I will not forget you, nor will I accept the blame. That's it. A Good Friday is a great tune. It's a breakup song, but uh, I love Chris's vocal on that. And so we get into the top four here. Some of you may disagree with one of these songs, but I think, you know, three of these are off of, uh, three of these are off of that debut album, Shake Your Moneymaker. And many of you probably got into the band because of this next song, and it's uh, Twice as Hard, which is a great, great southern tune. Twice as hard as it was the first time. It's great. I love the guitar on it. I thought Rich Robinson's work on this is incredible. You'll, 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 deal, you'll deal with it when you hear it, but it's one of those things that um, it's it's a little bit commercial, I guess you could say, when you listen to the rest of the album. It's it's a little bit of a um, radio-friendly song, like they wrote it as with that in mind to get radio airplay. But I dig it. Number three, the first single off the first album, it's Jealous Again, and this is the song that really pulled me into the band. As soon as I heard it, I love the piano in it. Uh, I love Chris's attitude in this song, and I knew from the beginning, the very first time that I saw them. 
I said, man, this guy's a star. This guy's going to go a long way in, in the music industry. Little did I know that he would end up going crazy, but uh, and I mean that in the best way possible. I don't mean that he had an actual mental illness. What I'm saying is like he became so incredibly difficult to deal with that he and his own brother Rich didn't speak for years and years and years because Chris became so difficult and was so obstinate, uh, wanted to kind of change the direction of the band and what he felt was a negative way. They have reunited. Matter of fact, they released a new single uh, just last month. And so if you're, from, if you're eager to go hear some new tunes from the Black Crows, let me encourage you to go to Apple Music and you can find it. The new single is called uh, Charming Mess. Go check that out. I think you'll dig it. I'm glad they're back together, and I'm glad that they're getting along, and I'm glad that uh, you know there's some harmony within the family because they're, those two guys pull out the best in each other. Number two, and at times this has been my favorite Black Crow song. I listened to this thing. I probably I've listened to this more than any Black Crow song in the last ten years, and uh, it's thorn in my pride. I absolutely love this song. I think it's phenomenal. I could have easily put sometimes salvation on this list, but I, I didn't, and uh, probably should have. Probably should have put sometimes salvation on here. But uh, you know, when I sat down to write it, I was just kind of thinking through, you know, what I had listened to recently. I hadn't listened to that one in a while. But any time that I put the Black Crows on, a thorn in my pride is going to get played. Uh, I've, I've told some people that love me one day, I want, I want this played at my funeral. That's how, that's how much I love the song. But number one, I think we all agree, it is the biggest hit in the history of the band. And they've had some other songs that have probably had more critical acclaim. But there is a vulnerability to this one. And maybe it's because I'm a person that's in recovery. But uh, it's a song, She Talks to Angels. And I think at some point everybody has known somebody that uh, has dealt with addiction. And that's really what this song is about. And it opens up, but she never mentions the word addiction in certain company. Uh, and so there's a lot of that that goes on. And uh, it means a lot to me. I get chills even talking about that. It means a lot to me because I know so many people that, that live a life that is so dishonest because of addiction. And then, you know, she becomes a very sympathetic character over the course of the song. And you begin to realize that you probably know somebody just like that, you know. But uh, she talks to Angels, absolutely the best Black Crow song. And I, again, I'm pretty confident we've done this one before, but it's probably been nearly a year since we've done it. But the Black Crows, one of America's great rock bands, they have sold millions of records. And uh, I can only begin to imagine the music they would have been able to create if they'd have been able to get along. So now that they're reconciled, perhaps we can... Uh, get some great tunes from them in the years to come. That's my hope anyway. And I hope we get a chance to see them. I was one of the things too, my, my friend Sam Denton and I go to a lot of shows and we were planning to go see the Black Crows last year when they announced that tour. Hadn't picked out a location yet. The next thing you know, the world went crazy. We had to cancel everything that we loved and that was one of the things that we missed. And we had probably half a dozen bands we wanted to see in the summertime and all that got canceled and so i, I don't know if we're gonna be able to do it this year i don't know how you properly social distance at a concert i don't i don't know i don't get it and those are the things that kind of make me sad because i need to go and reconnect with the the, the mothership a little bit you know I, it's like going to shows is kind of you know kind of where i lose myself and find myself you get there and you forget about all this other stuff for a while and you kind of put your phone in your pocket and just kind of enjoy being a kid for a while so look forward to seeing the Black Crows at some point uh, again. Looking forward to that for sure. All right, Campus Bookmart, longtime sponsors of the show. You guys know them. You know them well. Stand to man, Miss Kathy Brown, the lovely, talented Susie. They're, they're there to serve you. 
and they're happy to serve you. It is like we talk about with recruiting coverage. You have to be passionate about it. It's the same thing in the merchandising business. It's the same thing in retail. You have to be passionate about it. And they are. They spend a lot of time and effort to find great products for you at great prices. And anything out there that's got an M over S logo on it, it's of, of quality at all, they're going to have it. You need to get your out, get your outfits ready for the season. You need to get ready for your whole family to to get a, a new M over S shirt. And many of you, listen, you're not you're not built for cold weather baseball. I mean, you love cold weather, you love baseball, but you're not built for the cold weather. Order yourself an M over S hoodie today. Go ahead and do it. Whether you're going to be here midweek or you're going to Dallas or whatever, and it'll be here when you get back. Order yourself an M over S hoodie from Campus Bookmart today. You can order that online at campusbookmart.net. And by being a loyal Boneyard listener, we'll give you a phrase that pays. And that's BSR, which stands for Beautiful Steve Robertson. And that'll get you free shipping on all orders over 50 bucks. Any order less than $50, absolutely incomplete. Let's talk a little recruiting. I don't know when you guys are listening to the show, and I might still be asleep when all this breaks down. But Carlin's Patel graduate transfer candidate out of Assumption College is announcing his decision on Wednesday between South Carolina, Coastal Carolina, and Mississippi State. Now, Coastal is kind of a courtesy mention from what I understand. I talked to him, I've talked to him, I guess, three times since he got the offer. Wrote the article on uh, Monday, kind of setting things up. He was going to have a Zoom call with South Carolina on Tuesday and take kind of a virtual visit of their campus and then make his announcement on Wednesday. To Mississippi State's credit, they jumped in there on Tuesday night and uh, also scheduled a Zoom call, so they should be the last people to speak with him, at least with some grand production like that. And so I think we all know that this is uh, an important recruitment for Mississippi State just because of the fact that we have tried tirelessly to find some viable transfer candidates that can come in here and make you a better football team this year. I like Carlin Spatel's video. I know a lot of people say, oh, he's a D2 player. And you know what? There are some D2 guys that actually make the league, too. I also understand that South Carolina's had some real losses in their secondary. So he may see the opportunity to play right away there uh, as more of an opportunity. Now, I think that he is good enough to play here and play a lot, even as a rotation guy. And I don't know if that's the plan for him or not. But you know what you've got with Emmanuel Forbes. You know what you've got with Martin Emerson. You bring in Jalen Green and really competed at that uh, free safety spot. You know, Fred Peters hopefully is back and healthy in the nickel spot. And then you've got that strong safety spot that uh, Colin Duncan's in now, but you bring in some competition that makes everybody better. And so, you know, if I'm Carlin's Platel and I'm looking at Mississippi State's secondary situation and knowing they've got had all these injuries and have guys coming back, i got to think, okay, well, I'm banking on this guy uh, not being healthy. Or I'm just a competitor, and I don't really care who these, these guys are. I'm going to come in here and win a job. Or I can look at South Carolina and say, you know what, I probably have a better chance to play there. Now, a week ago, it was pretty much a done deal. He was coming to Mississippi State. He told me and Paul Jones both as much. You know, the first time I ever interviewed him, he goes, you know, I, I prefer Mississippi State. I'm going to go ahead and make my commitment in a couple of days. Uh, Paul reached out to him. Matter of fact, we already have some quotes in advance of the decision. Man, that's how – you know, confident he was in this decision. And then he notified me last week end that he was going to wait and announce uh, later this week. 
And then we find out South Carolina's offered. And so then, you know, then we have all this, this anxiety again. It's like, okay, we, we, we thought this was done, and we kind of got over the fact that he's a D2 player. And we watched this film, we kind of begin to like him. And now all of a sudden we're having to compete with South Carolina. And it's just been, it's been one thing after another trying to get quality DBs in this class. It has been. It, it, and there, there is a lot of frustration about that, and most of that's justified. I'm just going to lay it out there for you. But all is well that ends well. And I think if you get Patel, I do think he makes you a better football team this year. But I can't guarantee you that we're going to get it. Now, a couple days ago, I felt absolutely, yeah. And then when South Carolina offered, I thought, oh, here we go. And then when I spoke to him on Monday evening, he sounded a little more positive about Mississippi State. But, of course, this is all in advance of these Zoom calls on Tuesday. And I think for a guy like him that really wants a chance to go play in the Southeastern Conference – it might boil down to who makes the best last impression. It might boil down to who talked to him last and made him feel the most valued as a prospect. That's a real possibility. And you would say, you know, Steve, it should never come down to that. But it often does, especially when you're a guy like him that didn't have much in the way of a recruiting process the first time. Now all of a sudden he's a coveted prospect, and you got two SEC schools kind of fighting it out to get you. Uh, he's probably going to be happy in either place. You know, Mississippi State and South Carolina are very, very similar schools and, uh, you know, locations are very similar in many respects. And so there, it's basically even. And so I think in that respect, you've got to look at your coaches. Who do you have the best relationship with? Uh, both of them have been talking to him for a long time. Mississippi State offered first. And he began to kind of think, you know what, this is what I want to do. Let me go buy the T-shirt, get the ticket and take the ride. And so hopefully that lead has been too much for South Carolina to overcome because let's be fair, outside of immediate playing time, I don't know that South Carolina has anything to offer greater than what Mississippi State can offer. I also think South Carolina is looking at a long year next year. I think Mississippi State's going to have a bounce back year, and you look at what we have did with the defense, not to mention look at the job Darcel McBath and Jason Washington did as coaches last year. I think that gets lost sometimes – in our reflection of the season. I said on this show, based on sourced reports from people that were watching practice, that our secondary really struggled in fall camp. We really, really struggled. And then we get into the season and we produce a couple All-Americans at corner, and then we lose six safeties, and we're still pretty solid in the secondary. We had a couple deep balls that got us. We did. But I think when you look at the the cards that uh, Jason Washington and Darcel McBath were – were dealt I think you can feel really good about this long term what are those guys going to do when they get a full roster to work with what are they going to do when they have all these guys that are healthy and they're available and ready to go play and they're close to 100 percent those are the things that excite me not just the fact that okay we had a couple guys that had big years you know what are we going to do when we actually have some depth back there you know we had some some career special teams guys that had to get out there and play safety this year for us but before they were ready. But they got out there and competed. And that's not to say that they were a liability all the time. Those guys made some plays for us. But, you know, over the course of time, you know, when you're having to go out there and defend against four and five wide four and five star wide receivers, at some point they're going to get you. You know, when you're a marginal three star, you know, from the backwoods of uh, your home state, and you got to go up and deal with a guy that's got 50 offers, there's a reason he was highly coveted and you weren't. And so at some point, the talent differential catches up with you, and it did. It happened to us against Georgia. It happened to us uh, against Alabama. You know, when we were healthy against LSU, we were able to go out there and play a little bit. You know, they got some receivers. 
And so I'm sure that's something that's been pointed out, you know, to Patel is the fact that, look, these, these guys that you're going to be playing with, many of them have not played a lot. Many of them are coming back from injury, and you're going to be playing for some coaches that pieced together a pretty functional secondary last year that ended up being a really good defense. But we'll see. You know, he only has the one year to play. It's not like he's going to have multiple years and he can come in and learn the system for a year and then start next year. You know, he's got to be able to get on the field now. He believes that he is an NFL prospect. I believe he is too. I don't think he's the first-day prospect or anything like that, but I do think that he is a guy that if he plays up to his potential uh, in the Power Five, that he's a guy that could play his way into an NFL draft pick. I do think he has that kind of ability. And you can say, well, Stevie went D2. Yeah, well, people mature at different rates. If you go watch his film and you see how well he diagnoses plays and gets out there and kind of fights through a block and blows up the bubble screen, you know exactly what I'm talking about. This is a guy that understands the game of football. And those are things that he's been taught at Assumption College. He wasn't a highly regarded prospect out of high school. He wasn't. But now here he is now taking advantage of a graduate transfer opportunity, and he's got – you know, a, a great G5 program in Coastal Carolina and then two SEC schools to say, hey, we want you to come be a part of our program. How could you turn that down if you're a guy with NFL aspirations? And he also wouldn't have those opportunities if he wasn't good enough for them. You know, you're good enough to be here, which is why you're here. So we'll see how things play out. I, I can't tell you that I feel great about it. I can't tell you that I feel bad about it. I just don't have a good read on it. He's kind of gone radio silent. Hadn't been able to get any information on Tuesday night, so I think we all kind of find out together. The fact that we've gone radio silent tells me it might be good news because usually when things go bad, people say, hey, I just want to let you know, you probably don't need to come to this press conference or you probably don't need to write a story or you guys don't need to be inconvenienced because, hey, he's not coming here or he's going there or whatever. And so you get that a lot. And so I hadn't had anybody tell me one way or another. I reached out to several people uh, within the network that I would hope would have some information. But because of the fact that he was not a you know, high-value target, there's not a lot of people out there kind of tracking his recruitment. I had one guy tell me, he goes, hey, Steve, you're the only one that's talked to him. And if you don't know, clearly nobody else knows. And maybe that's true. But the fact that I don't know tells me there's a lot of indecision in this deal. You know, again, a week ago I felt like it was a done deal, and then South Carolina offers and it complicates matters. You know, so we'll see how things progress. Now, uh, you know, I, I'm eager to see what happens with him because I think if we don't get him, we get some other some more difficult. All right, Bulldog fans, our friends from Tacovas want to remind you that uh, it's festival season, it's concert season, it's sundress season. Yes, it is. And you know you need some nice boots to go along with every bit of that. And Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western wear. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and so much more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a very time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comforts. So no break-in period. You know how tough that can be with a brand-new pair of boots. You can put these bad boys on and ride that ride with a smile. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with the same level of style. So stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary beverage or two, shop the new styles, the smell of fresh leather, and a friendly staff are always at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience quite like it. If you can't make it to a store, visit Tacovas. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. 
They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges shipped right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her personal foundation, says they're seeing more issues than ever with dogs' joints, odors, and their health than ever before. After doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can all look to improve our dog's health, their food. What she's discovered is that many dog foods are made in a way they can actually create toxins that could possibly be wrecking our dog's health. And that's true for many of the premium brands as well. Fortunately, she's found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how any of us can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. I've got five dogs. I do. I love them. I spend most of my time with them. In fact, Mojo, my mama blue healer, has helped me write six and a half books now. I want her to be as healthy and happy as possible. So if you feel like you do about your dogs the same way I do, let me encourage you to go to badlandsfood.com forward slash boneyard and watch Catherine's video right now. And again, that's badlandsfood.com forward slash boneyard. Be sure and check it out and make sure your pet is happier and healthier than ever. Decisions to make. I shared with you guys earlier in the show that I did a lot of offensive line recruiting coverage on uh, on Wednesday or Tuesday. I forget what day it is. But uh, spoke to Bryson Hurst, and at one time he had declared Mississippi State as his leader, and things have kind of gotten a little complicated now. He still likes Mississippi State a lot, and he says, you know, hey, listen, if I had to call somebody a leader, it's probably Mississippi State. But, you know, i got a lot of schools out here contacting me, and he's gotten a little bit confused. You know, Florida State's all over him. Ole Miss is on him a lot. Uh, there are a lot of schools out there that are pursuing him now, and that's their job as recruiters is to create indecision. Even if you're not ready to take a guy, and even if you're not totally sure about a guy, you kind of want to keep him in play. You don't want him to go make a commitment and him and his family go out and buy the other team's T-shirts and make an investment and all that stuff. This makes it that much more complicated later. There are a lot of schools out there that really don't care if you're committed or not, but you, you certainly would prefer him to be undeclared than to have picked another school over you because it clearly shows that they like somebody better than you. But I think we're okay there. I think we just got to keep working there. He is a guy that is a tremendous, tremendous offensive line prospect, 6'6", 310, I believe. And I'm tired, so I've got a little bit of a list, so I apologize. But um, I like him. He is a guy that uh, that is not a man of a lot of words. You know, he's not a guy that gets on the phone and just kind of you know, wax is poetic. You know, he's a guy that just answers your questions, and then that's that's kind of it. You got to push a little bit to get an interview with him. But uh, if you watch his film, you're going to be impressed by him. And to be honest with you, and this will sound a little bit silly, and I'm okay with that. You know, sometimes these guys that are so perfect in their interviews don't make the aren't the best football players. You know what I'm saying? I want some guys that have some dog in them. That's what I want. I want guys that have some dog in them. I'm not going to badmouth anybody, but, you know, I have had some guys in the past that you talk to them, and they're almost too nice. He said, man, that guy would be a great ambassador for our program. He'd be great at media days. You know what? I'll be honest with you. Give me a bunch more of those Nico Whitley types. 
And you know what I'm talking about, right? Give me, give me guys covered in tattoos that uh, don't want to talk to the media that will go out there and absolutely destroy some out on the football field. That, that's who I want. Okay, we, we can have our quarterback go to media days and speak well of the team, and we'll bring a senior or two over there and let them talk. But, uh, you know, you've got to have some guys out there that have an edge to them. And that's kind of how Bryson Hurst is. He's got a little bit of an edge to him. He's a little rough around the edge. I like guys like that. I mean, I talk to him, and you can just kind of tell that he's got, he's got better things to do. You know, some of these guys enjoy interviews too much. And that's the industry that I'm in. And, you know, we want to get the tough story, and we want to be able to get a hold of kids and nobody else can. But, you know, there are some of these guys that they buy too much into the recruiting industry hype, and then they, they get their heads get all blown up, and then, uh, and then they don't do anything. You know, I, I can think of a handful of guys, like, you know, Bo Scarborough is a good example. What, Ben Davis, I guess, recently out of Gordo, uh, went in the portal from Alabama, former five-star linebacker. Some people had him rated as the number one linebacker in the country. And what's he played in seven games? You know, those are things you look at. And you begin to ask yourself, okay, well, you know, did he peak in high school? Was the signing day ceremony the, the pivotal point in his college career? I don't want any of those kids. I, I just don't. And I, I don't think you do either. You know, give me the Jonathan Banks type that are tucked away riding a horse in the, in the you know, back 40 in Maven, Mississippi. Give me those kids. You know, go out and find me a kid that, uh, you know, doesn't care about the Internet. Maybe he never even checks his phone. That's cool with me, too. If you can find a guy that's not on Twitter, I, l- let me get him. Let me sign him up. You know, I don't want these guys to buy into their hype. I want guys to understand i got a job to do. You know what? This is an opportunity for me to get my education paid for. So my family doesn't have to do this. So I got to be on my P's and Q's. I got to stay on my academics. I got to stay in the weight room. I got to stay hungry. Those are the guys that I want. I think that's Nelson Hurst. Pardon me. I think that's Bryson Hurst. Nelson Hurst was a former tight end here. Uh, another couple of guys. We offered Jackson Cannon out of Ola High School in McDonough, Georgia on Tuesday. He had one other offer at UAB. If you watch his film you would think he's already a double-digit offer guy. I mean, it, I mean it's, it's, it's like that. But he's a guy, too, that's kind of hiding in the reeds out there because he didn't get to play as a sophomore. And so he transferred and had to sit out, so he missed his sophomore year. And then, of course, we had the COVID year, and so he played as a junior, but, of course, nobody could come see you play. You couldn't go to camps. You couldn't go uh, be seen in the spring evaluation period or go to the Nike camps. And so he's just kind of hiding in the reeds out there. But you can mark my words, this guy's probably going to pick up about a half a dozen offers here in the next month. And my hope is that the, the fact that Mississippi State was the first big offer, you know, because he was all excited about UAB because that was the first offer. He was excited about Charleston Southern because he thought they would be the next offer. Well, clearly you're not going to go to UAB over Mississippi State. Clearly, you're not going to go to Charleston Southern over Mississippi State. And so now he's got a chance to play in the Power Five. But he's going to have more of those opportunities. That's why I like kind of getting out first. You know, I'm always a proponent for getting out first, especially for out-of-state kids, because you can slow play them if you have to. When you offer an in-state kid, you better be ready to take them. But in this situation, it makes perfect sense. And it's just like we talked about with the ratings and evaluations the other day. 
if you need the validation of other schools, and like you know, people say, well, you know, well, who all's on him? Have you watched the film or not? Can he play or can he not? Well, you know, but what's he got going? Well, then you know, I go back and I think about, um, you know, guys like Jeffrey Simmons. You know, State and Ole Miss the first to offer him as a sophomore, and even though he was a freak back then, you know, what, what if we'd have said, well, you know, he plays basketball, he's kind of skinny. What if we'd have waited until Alabama, LSU, and Georgia and everybody offered? Then all of a sudden, we're just another offer. We're just not letter in the mailbox. And so I like getting out first. And so we're second in this situation here, but with the first major school. And so unless maybe, you know, like a Georgia or, you know, an Auburn or somebody else like that comes in with him, I think you got a really good chance to get this kid. He was absolutely blown away by the fact that he got the offer today because everything before today had been direct messaging. And then all of a sudden he gets a phone call from Mississippi State and they offer him a scholarship. So we go from DMs to a direct line and he gets the offer. It blew him away. Now, he's not ready to commit or anything, but if you go look at this guy, 6'4 and a half, 6'5, 297 pounds, lives in the weight room, does a great job, is very hungry, and you watch that film, he looks like a guard to me, but one of the things I love about him is there's probably a half dozen clips where he's 20 yards down the field, you know, searching up a DB, searching up a DB to drive him out of the play. You know, how many guys do you know they're 300 pounds that routinely are tracking guys in the secondary? They make their initial block, they release, they get to the next level, and they're trying to extend the play. Those are guys that win you ball games. There's a lot of guys out there that, you know, they, they make their block and then they just kind of sit there and watch a play. This guy's really, really, really talented. And he plays with a lot of effort. He also is a guy that wants to go to a trade school after he gets his business degree. He wants to go learn about welding or plumbing and then have his own business. That sounds like a match made in heaven, right? Suppose to Case and Henry out of uh, Walton High School in Marietta, Georgia. Kaysen recently took an unofficial visit to Mississippi State, toured the campus. He's been to two places so far. That's North Carolina and Mississippi State. He does plan to go into the medical field and be a doctor and one day be an orthopedic surgeon. That's what he wants to do. That's his dream. If I had to call it today, I feel like we're, we're chasing North Carolina a little bit. You know, UNC obviously has the UNC Medical Center right there, so they're you know, their physicians in training can do their residency all right there. There's a lot of hands-on stuff they can do there that perhaps they can't do here. He did tell me that Mississippi State pointed out to him that there's other guys that have come through our program over the years that have gotten an undergrad degree and then gone on to a medical career uh, and gotten their medical degree somewhere else. So he did like Starkville better than Chapel Hill, which some people would say, really? Yeah, he liked it better because when he came here, uh, there was activity in Starkville. People were out riding the roads. When he went to North Carolina, it was kind of a ghost town. He goes, you know, maybe we just picked a bad day to go. I don't know. But he had a very positive impression of Mississippi State. said our campus was beautiful. said it was very big. So it's bigger than North Carolina. You know, North Carolina's got a lot of architecture there. It makes it a beautiful campus. But he said he's looking for a classic Southern college town. And that's what he found in both Chapel Hill and Starkville. So we'll see how that progresses. But if I had to call it today, I think we're chasing North Carolina. That's not to say that it's over, but I think that's who we're chasing. Carter Edwards, everybody's chasing Mississippi State for Carter Edwards right now. Talked to some folks again today that shared with me that, you know what, this whole thing about him naming Mississippi State as his leader has actually been a good thing. 
because there was this initial rush. At first, people were like, what? I can't believe this. Uh, his dad's a huge Ole Miss football fan. And there were people like, hey, I can't believe this is happening. But people that really know them will say, you know what? This is a family that values education. And they're not going to let, you know, a bias about a college football rivalry get in the way of what's best for their child's future. And I know, I know we have mutual friends, me and the Edwards family does, and I've had many people tell me that they're very honorable people, uh, they're very respectable people, and, and that they're not, they're not this lunatic fringe group that gets on Twitter and, and, you know, talks trash about Mississippi State all day every day. That's not who they are. And so he's had that initial rush where it gets out there publicly, you know, not just from Mitch White, on the Mississippi State side, but David Johnson on the Ole Miss side also kind of wrote a similar article and said, you know what, Mississippi State's out in front. I think that has allowed some people to kind of come to grips with the fact that he's probably not going to Ole Miss. There's also some some chatter, too, that Ole Miss really hasn't prioritized him as a, as a prospect. They offered him early on, and they're, they're recruiting him, but they're not recruiting him at the level Mississippi State is. And that's not to, to throw any shade at, at, at Ole Miss. This may be a situation where they've got a different evaluation of the player. But, again, everybody that i am talked to says, you know what, this thing is real. This whole thing about him wanting to go into aerospace engineering, that's been a lifelong dream of his. Mississippi State offers that program. Ole Miss does not. And so, and his dad has told me that, listen, whatever school he picks, it's going to be somebody that is, really has a killer engineering school. Uh, Air Force is involved with him. Central Florida is involved with him. And clearly those two programs are going to have a good uh, aerospace engineering program as well. So it's far from over, but Mississippi State is still the leader. Uh, one contact sheriff of me, one big advantage is it is a few, but he says you get the aerospace engineering and the chance to play in the SEC. Also, it doesn't hurt, too, that mom and dad are just three hours down the road, right? So those are things that he's considering. So I like the way that one is trending I crystal balled him some time ago to Mississippi State early on. As soon as he became a prospect, I, my friends in Hattiesburg were like, oh, he's from a huge Ole Miss family. He'll go to Ole Miss. And then as we began to kind of unpack this thing and found out what's really important to Carter Edwards, we found out, you know what, the academic side of this thing is probably going to mean even more than the football side. And so in that respect, because of his chosen major, makes Mississippi State a more desirable location. Speaking of location. If you're looking to come to Stark Vegas, and, and we encourage you to do so, I think you're going to be happy here. I don't want too many of you to come because of the fact that uh, I don't want to have to wait for a table at my favorite restaurants. But listen, we love it when you're here because it's like a family reunion, right? I mean, it's exciting when everybody has a chance to get together. Portico, our friends at Portico have shared with me, you guys have been listening. You've been paying attention. Some of you even made the call. Because in that first phase of construction at the new portico development, there's only six houses out of 18 left. So a dozen houses in the first phase of construction have already been purchased. So maybe, you know, if you've been kind of putting off, making the call, maybe it's time you have a little urgency here. Because the second phase of construction is not going to get happen, going to really get going uh, until late spring, early summer. They're doing some dirt work now. There's a road being built out there. And so it's kind of a mess in phase two. But if you're looking to move here in the next few months, you got to give Portico a shot. They're right off Garrett Road. You've heard me say it so many times, you probably can drive to it already. But it's off Garrett Road right there behind the Cryford Jeep dealership, uh, right off uh, Pat Station Road. 
Easy access to both 82 and 25. going to be 51 houses total. So there's going to be 33 houses in that second phase. So you'll have a second chance. But, again, if you're looking to move now, now's the time to make that call. Houses range in size from 1,300 to 2,000 square feet and two-bedroom, two-bath, up to four-bedroom, four-bath. Whether it's your primary residence or it's an investment property or perhaps just your getaway uh, when you want to have game day events up here, Portico is the answer for your, your issues there. Give Brooks a call, 601-416-8075. Again, that's 601-416-8075. He'll, he'll answer all your questions. And you can even ask him about Chris Lauderhouse. You can ask him, you know, Chris was an Ole Miss guy, came here and played, he's still an Ole Miss guy. What, what went wrong? Brooks, help us here. Uh, he's happy to talk to you about Portico and anything else you want to talk about. Great guy, great friend of the show. And uh, look forward to uh, hearing more about Portico getting filled up. And, and, guys, thank you so much for supporting them. I mean, honestly, we have some great vendors and people to support this show. And thank you so much for your solicitation of them and giving them your business. And uh, there's not bigger business in the world than, than allowing somebody to help you with your new home purchase. And uh, the folks at Portico, very, very happy to have you become Starkville residents and perhaps upgrade your residence in Starkville already. All right, let's talk a little basketball. We were scheduled to play on Tuesday night. Uh, that didn't happen. That game was rescheduled. We got some advance notice on Monday that was going to happen even before the, uh, the Ben Hallam presser. And, and it's again, it's out of you know, safety for our student athletes. And I, I've read some comments, too, on social media. And sometimes I think I need to just declare bankruptcy on social media because, I mean, I love all of y'all, but some of y'all make my head hurt. I mean, oh, my gosh. It's like people said, well, well we, we moved the ball game. And we want to find a way, somehow we want to make that about Dr. Keenum and John Cohen. What? So, and then people say, well, look, it's, it's not, Auburn's not having these problems. Do you not understand? We have to go get on an airplane at the Golden Triangle Airport or the Starville Airport. We got to, we got to take off from here. And then, yeah, we get to Auburn and it's not so bad. We still got to come back here and land. Why would we put ourselves at risk when we have the opportunity to move the game to Thursday? And you know what? It might not even be any better Thursday. I just don't understand why that's, you know, that causes the need for criticism. Let's use that as an opportunity to kind of bash the people that are, you know, looking after our athletic programs. It doesn't make any sense to me. But uh, that game has been postponed. Saturday is uh, unaffected. You know, we'll see how things progress. Yeah, know, some people say, well, you know, well, they're playing at Arkansas. I don't know if you know this, but uh, Arkansas gets snow routinely, and so their infrastructure is a little bit better equipped to deal with it. You know, we don't have these salting trucks. You know what I'm saying? We don't have these, like, you know, it snows up in uh, Mike Nemeth's home state of Ohio pretty much, what, four months out of the year? And so at night, you got people out there that are treating the highways and treating the interstates. And, you know, they've got a big crew with a lot of equipment to handle all that. We don't have that in Mississippi. We have some of it. But you don't keep that stuff around because this only happens about once every five years. And this is the worst it's been in who knows when. But just let's be a little patient here. Let's just be a little patient. But there's, there's so much of that that goes on that, um, you know, we, get, we work ourselves up into a tizzy about those sort of things. Of course, Saturday we'll play Ole Miss, and uh, that'll be interesting. We'll preview that on uh, on Friday's show. But uh, listen, you know, Auburn has not played up to expectations, but Bruce Pearl still one of the best coaches in the country. I, I, don't, I don't care what the record shows. They're, his teams are going to play hard. And uh, listen, uh, 
They have not played exceptionally well this year. They're just like us right here at 11-11, 5-8 in the league. But they've got some weapons. You know, we've gonna, we're going to have to go over there and play really well. I won't be surprised if we go play well. I'll be honest with you. Uh, they did lose at Lexington, 82-80. to It's not a great Kentucky team, but anytime you can win in a rep, it's a big deal. They almost pulled that off. Uh, they did beat Vanderbilt, 73-67. They lose to Ole Miss, who's probably the hottest team in the conference right now, 86-84. And then they lost to Georgia by five. But they're competitive in all these games. That's the thing, you, and that's the mark of a good coach, right, is that competitive against every opponent and every circumstance. I don't feel like that we've mailed it in. I, I think I thought we kind of quit a little bit in the second half against Vanderbilt. So this is going to be an interesting, you know, ball game to see how Ben Howen handles this. Will we be ready to play? And we've got more time to get healthy and more time to prepare. But then there's, you know, the kids can't get out and go to Walmart, and there's, there's all this going on. Maybe it'll be good for them to get out of Starkville. I don't know, but uh, I know we need to find a way to win a couple ball games if we can down the stretch here. Uh, the ladies, of course, had their game. Uh, postponed and that that's the ladies have had the worst end of this thing this year with the scheduling for Mississippi State anyway you know we didn't have a lot of problems with football we hadn't had many problems on men's basketball but the women have had several and it's really not been anything of their making that's the thing it's, it's like it's not like anybody's you know not taking care of business and we we haven't been the uh you know the COVID cancelers that haven't been the case but Tennessee of course we rescheduled that game to this week and now we've moved it again and so there's just not a lot of rhythm to this whole thing you know we were supposed to play on Sunday that was postponed to the weather Tennessee game postponed due to the weather uh, and so we're going to have Auburn here on Thursday night weather permitting and we need to try to find a way that way to win that ball game too I mean our ladies need a win in the worst way I mean you know Nikki McCray Pinson needs a win in the worst way our fan base needs a win in the worst way. And those are the things you begin to look at because it is a shared experience. It's not one of these deals you look at and say, ah, you know, it's their problem. It's our problem. But this Auburn women's basketball team is awful. 5-15 and 15 overall. They're winless in the conference. This is a game you got to win. Simple as that. you got a team coming in here that can't really play in your gym. You're hungry for a win. You're the more talented team. We need to get a win and stretch our legs a little bit, and that'll make everybody feel better. That'll make everybody feel better. We don't need to win 79-78. You know, we'd be happy with any win, but if we if we can order one up, we'd like to have one that we get to play a lot of people and uh, we get some enthusiasm and kind of catch some juice for the stretch run because we're going to need it. We're going to need it. We need to get a win this weekend. Uh, we need to get that win on Thursday. I need to find a way to put a couple of wins together before we get out of here in this regular season. I do think Mississippi State could be a dangerous team in the SEC Women's Tournament. I, I do. I think that's – I think maybe starting over and, you know, kind of having a new season in many respects where everybody's zero and zero. Because outside of South Carolina, there's nobody you look at and say they're head and shoulders better than everybody else in the league. You know, we nearly beat Kentucky. We went and played well against Auburn. We, we didn't finish the deal. But there's a lot of parity on the women's side of things. And so I think, you know, on a neutral court, I think we have an opportunity – with a new season kind of starting fresh, maybe we make some racket in the women's tournament. And so now we're kind of playing for seeding, and we're still hoping to play some postseason basketball. So we need to get some wins along the way. All right, that's going to do it for today. If you hadn't done so, go to alphadogsthebook.com and order yourself personalized copies of Flim Flam, Stark Villains, and Alpha Dogs. Many of you did not get anything for Valentine's Day. Be sweet to yourself.
And if you're looking for Stark Villains gear, and you darn well should be, go to StarkVillains.com and you can order hoodies. And we're not in, it's not t-shirt wearing time right now. So go invest in some Stark Villains hoodies. You can get them in your local team colors more times than not. Uh, look forward to uh, seeing you guys out and about wearing those at cold weather baseball games uh, later this year. Well, that's going to do it for today. I'm going to type this thing up and I'm going to go get into bed. And then I'll see you guys over on a jeans page message boards uh, later today. Until next time, let's all live our lives in a way we'll make more friends than enemies and people can see a difference in the way we live. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.